2.7 million jobs at risk. Let's have a look. Hello everyone, Florian Heiser here and welcome to another episode of Heiser Says. I have my morning Stein of coffee and I hope you're all having a good Saturday. I thought we'd start my episodes today by having a look at this article from news.com.au discussing well, the industry's most at, most at risk here in Australia and potentially 2.7 million jobs that could be lost. Every day we're hearing more and more about other industries that are cutting staff, that are shutting down. Before I go into this, let me ask you, have you heard of any civil servant positions or councils standing down people? Because I haven't. I wonder that. I wonder if they're going to share in the burden that business is being forced to take. We'll have to see. Let, let me know if you've heard of it in the comments, please. So let's have a look. The extent of job losses in Australia as a result of the illness crisis is forecast to be significant, with hundreds of thousands of people already out of work. I mean, this is this is a once, hopefully, hopefully this is a once in a lifetime event that we're experiencing here. And here's another question. With all these people that are you know working from home that are no longer going out all the time habits are going to change habits are going to change maybe people will realize oh i don't need to go shopping all the time i don't need to go to the gym all the time i can work out at home why was i wasting money on this every day when it's much cheaper just to make it at home so i would say even if we pull out of this in a few months although i'd suspect it's going to take six months that uh habits will have changed so it's not going to be instant switch back to normal what do you think about that theory guys do you agree with me there or do you think people will just go right back into the normal habits i wonder how many of them will go never again never again am i going to be in this position i am going to make sure i have a emergency fund make sure i have enough set aside i'm going to cut my costs i'm not going to be in this position again do you think that'll happen Images of long lines of people queuing outside Centrelink offices across the country, desperate to access urgent welfare payments, demonstrate how the economic uncertainty is already hitting hard. I'd say, I'd say that demonstrates a lack of um, preparedness, lack of preparation, and perhaps also how debt-laden Australia is. Now, an economics professor has plotted the industries most at risk from the significant economic shock of the illness crisis. In February, about 2.7 million workers were employed in the most exposed industries, Jeff Borland from the University of Melbourne said. And while it won't be possible to know for sure until April 16, when we get data from the Bureau of Statistics on the labor force in March, I believe it's reasonable to think that about 900,000 are already under threat. So already at this stage, <clears throat> and it's just going to grow from there, to be honest. The scale and speed of what's happening is creating the most serious labor market policy challenge of the post-war era. So in the article for the conversation, Professor Borland listed the industries most exposed to the illness-induced downturn and the number of workers in each. At the top of the tally was the hospitality sector, with 689,000 800 workers 
where strict social distancing measures mean cafes, restaurants, and takeaway outlets can only operate on a pickup or delivery basis. And how many of them are going to struggle to to make ends meet in that basis? How many of them are going to uh, having to let all their staff go? Real estate, which employs 130,000 people, is also likely to be hit with auctions and group open inspections now banned. In addition, the impact of the illness on the broader economy is, suspect, is expected to put downward pressure on house prices. Well, maybe that's what, the only way we're going to see. We're going to see our housing affordability and property prices reduce to be more in line with people's wages. But with millions of people potentially unemployed, what's going to happen? And I mean, we've also got now evictions have been banned. So what's going to happen to all these people with investment properties when they go, well, if I can't get evicted, I'll just won't pay. So all the people who own these properties are going to get behind on their payments and the bank will just stick it on the end. It's definitely going to be interesting times. I I'll, don't know how people expect property to not take a hit in this climate. There are some 114,000 jobs in the sports and physical recreation sectors, which Professor Borland said is likely to be adversely affected by the government ordered closures. The hotel and accommodation sector will be hit hard too, which accounts for 97,800 jobs. Pubs, bars and taverns have been forced to close indefinitely. Strict restrictions that Prime Minister Scott Morrison warned could be in place for up to six months. That sector employs an estimated 92,500 people, he said. The government has urged people to avoid non-essential domestic travel and Australia's borders are closed to non-citizens and non-residents until further notice. The impact on the aviation sector from the illness has been significant. Qantas and Virgin have already stood down tens of thousands of workers. Professor Borland said the 51,700 jobs in the air transport space are exposed, exposed to major challenges. But we've seen that. We've literally seen that ourselves and our family, people who are working at the airports. So here are the industries. Cafes, 689. Real estate, 130,000. I've got friends in real estate. It's going to be tough in that game. It really is. Accommodation, pubs, clubs, air travel, tourism, motion picture and video, gambling, parks and gardens. For one group of about 1.4 million workers, primarily in industries involving eating out, entertaining, recreation, accommodation and air travel, the loss of work is the inevitable result of the government shutdowns, he said. It has to be acknowledged that there's a lot of uncertainty about what the actual numbers will be. When you look at the number of people employed in some of the most adversely affected industries, such as the 689,000 in cafes, what about retail? Is he ignoring retail or is it wrapping it up into cafes? But I guess retail will be another one. That's going to be affected too. Unless you're in the duopoly of Coles and Woolworths that are going to be growing out of this. It's a little disturbing what's going on, isn't it? So, and recognize how much these industries appear to be being affected. Unfortunately, it's hard to avoid the conclusion that it's going to be a very big number of people who lose their jobs. Second group is about the 900,000 Australian workers who could also be impacted due to reduction in consumer spending. Well, here's tertiary education, 255,000. Our universities are all essentially now dependent on international students to fund them. Adult, community, and older other education, retail, personal care services, so retail 151, per, uh, personal care 110, 
and then more retail. I mean, there you go. There's the retail as well. Part of the extra 900,000 people. Personal services and non-food retail are expected to be hit particularly hard, he said. About 255 workers in the tertiary education sector, particularly English language courses, are at risk due to a reduction in the number of international students coming to Australia. As people defer non-essential spending, workers in the retail sector, clothing, footwear and accessories, are likely to be impacted and 151,600 employees are at risk. Workers in both at-risk groups are predominantly young. More than half are under 35 of age. Six out of seven are employees. About one in every seventh is an owner-manager or works in a family business. And Australia's total workforce will inevitably shrink in the mid-term, Professor Borland says. It is beginning to occur as schools and childcare centres close and workers withdraw in order to care for their children. And it is accentuated by parents not wanting to risk outsourcing the task to grandparents, he said. That's the thing, too. That's the thing, too. You don't, you know, my mother's completely isolated from the grandkids. She doesn't want to see them. She's, she wants to come here, set up a picnic and watch from a distance away. She misses them that much, but she's so scared. In the coming weeks, there'll be further hits to labor, suppliers, illness, causes workers uh, to need to take leave and other workers withdraw to provide care for family members who become ill. Professor Borland's projections on the number of people withdrawing from the workforce due to the illness is stark. Under a hopefully pessimistic scenario that continues its current rate of growth in the next three weeks, and those infections in the previous two weeks are unable to work, there will be 67,500 people out of work due to illness. Some industries will grow during the, the crisis due to rapid increases in consumer demand. They include the retail grocery trade, and associated logistic services and the supply of office essentials needed to work from home. In a relatively short period, there's also likely to be an increase in demand from the healthcare <clears throat> and health services industries. Other areas where increased demand seem to be likely are the home delivery of goods bought online, cleaning services and services usually undertaken by volunteers and government agencies who are occupied with dealing with the illness. So there we have it, guys. 2.7 jobs or 2.7 million jobs potentially at risk. What do you think? Do you think this will affect the economy? And do you think we will bounce right back? Are you working in one of these industries? In real estate, cafes, tertiary education? How are you planning to deal with it? Let me know your thoughts and opinions in the comments below, everyone. Thank you all for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe to the channel. If you want to support us, there are a few ways you can. You can join the channel here on YouTube or on Patreon. You can use our affiliate links at Amazon or eBay. You can use our referral links at KuCoin or Independent Reserve for the crypto traders. We have merch from Teespring or Heiser Says. We have PayPal for direct donations. And we also accept gold using Gold Pass. Thank you all very much. Enjoy your weekend. And I'll see you in the next video.